0: The default of democracy
1: hello it's nancy sims and
0: christian jameer
1: back with our podcast and so much christian it just we are never running out of topics are we (laughs) in our default of democracy podcast we welcome you all back again I guess this week, uh, big news has been that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in D.C. announced that he's going to start impeachment proceedings against President Biden um, for benefiting from his son's business dealings.
0: Well, like impeachment is supposed to be something serious, you know. Like impeachments used to be, you know, Watergate you know, the Bill Clinton trial. Now it's just like, it seems like impeachment is just like a political, just not just a mockery now. Like it don't have that oomph anymore. It's just like, you're like, oh, impeachment. Like it's not as serious accusation anymore. It's just like, okay, I didn't like that person. Let's impeach him.
1: Exactly. It's become a kind of tip for tat. For me, as you know, Christian, you've heard this story many times, the the Watergate hearings are what sparked my interest in politics. I was 13 when they were happening, and they they really, we had a congresswoman from Houston named Barbara Jordan, who I know you've learned a lot about yeah, yeah. from me, um, but, you know, watching Barbara Jordan in those hearings was just so significant to me and the impeachment and the behavior of the president it was it was so much more than politics at that point but now it just feels like whatever party controls the house is going if the president is of the opposite party they're going to impeach him pretty much that's the case and it's losing its oomph yeah
0: it's like political theater at this point nancy that's all i can say trump had his trial multiple impeachments and then now it's it's biden and it's like it's like back and forth back and forth it's like oh people just pointing fingers it's like kids on the at the playground just arguing
1: that's what it feels like to me too and and you know as our message uh christian is to always remind people to care and to get involved in politics this impeachment to me it just adds to people's disgust with the system and you know why should we care this is all just political theater and it's not it's not serving the public meanwhile we're facing a government shutdown (laughs) but speaking of impeachments we've got our own here in texas and to me this impeachment trial for um, suspended Attorney General Ken Paxton, Ken Paxton um, who
0: just got voted back, who just got reelected back in so, November. Yeah, uh,
1: last November. It feels to me like this one is more significant yes, because
0: closer to home, Nancy.
1: Well, and the Republicans controlled the House yeah. and the Senate. The Republicans controlled the House that indicted their own Attorney yeah. General. But more importantly, in 100 years in Texas, this is only our third impeachment trial. And the last major one was in the 1930s. So we're, you know, this is not something we do every day. And again, the party in control is indicting their own statewide elected official, but it's also had an impact on the mayor's race because it's kept Senator Whitmire in Austin yeah. for two weeks and off the campaign trail. I mean, he's there. he uh, I went to a forum. He, they let him speak via video for the first few minutes. So it's not that he's being completely ignored, but it's different than being there in person and participating. Um, but hopefully <laughs> he'll be back on the trail here uh, next week.
0: Turnout is already, you know, minuscule at most. It's very much the older population is doing the the, the actual voting and going out. And it's in about two months, a month and a half, elections are going to start. Early voting is going to start. So five the, weeks. Yeah, five weeks. So we'll see what's going to
1: happen. Five weeks to the start of early voting.
0: So make sure you register to vote. Make sure that, you know, you get your friends out there to vote and make sure that you're doing your research on each and every candidate and make sure that you're making the best decision for you, yourself, your family, and your loved ones.
1: And just as a reminder on that, I mean, this mayor's race is heating up. Congresswoman Lee came out with some pretty aggressive attack ads on Senator Whitmire. So we saw her, she's basically accusing It's not accusing. I mean, he he himself talks about his ties to Austin, but she is painting him as a Republican. Yeah, she is really uh, in her ad saying John Whitmire is a Republican (laughs) (laughs) and John Whitmire has been a Democrat for 40 years. So
0: it's like you used to say back in class. He's an old school Democrat and old school democrats and old school republicans you know they were about the same you know there was actually kind of almost no separation it was all just you know it was bipartisanship and now it's like if you're a republican it's ooh it's icky or you're a democrat oh you're a lib- you're a liberal you know you don't, you're not for this you're not for that can you really blame or shame the man for being what you think he might be a a new age Republican or old age Democrat. It's like, it shouldn't matter what he is. It's the policies and, um, you know, his platform that he stands for Nancy. So does it really matter?
1: Well, I think, I think in the city of Houston election, the city of Houston is solidly, solidly democratic, even with the dominance of old voters. It's still a democratic city. So the more she tries to paint him with that broad brush, and she's going after him on, on gun rights, yeah. and, and there's some wiggle room there to attack him, but she's also accusing him of being, she doesn't say he's not pro-choice, but she does attack his cronies for banning abortion. So because John Whitmire always been a pro-choice legislator. So I think it's kind of interesting. But you know what else is fun, what is fun Christian, man? is that we talk about these two, and these two people are in their 70s. And, <laughs> you know, the fact is, and I'm the tail end of boomers. Just yeah. to be clear, I'm the tail end. But as you all know, Christian is 40 years younger than me. Exactly. <laughs> Almost to the month. And uh, and so we, we love to talk about the age differences between us. So I'm a boomer. And I guess I'm just here to say we boomers aren't going away. Yeah,
0: y'all are... Y'all are just, I don't, I, hey, I love the boomers. You know, my, my mother is a boomer. So I love the older generation. Y'all have, you know, very different views on politics and society and how things should be. Y'all are very kind of set in your ways. I'm a, you know, I'm a Gen Zer. I'm, I'm very young. So, you know, I guess I went to a more liberal type of school, some might say. So, you know, my school was very diverse. It let me, you know, experience different types of people, different type of culture. I, you know, I would consider myself somewhat of a moderate. I wouldn't say I'm just like this or that. You know, I like all, I, I I respect all the parties, you know, libertarian, democratic, republican. So I just think the boomers just, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. And even me and you were talking about, hey, 20 years from now, maybe the Gen Z might take might take over, but... You said 20 years from now, you're going to be in your 80s. And look at the politician now in their 80s. Look at Nancy Pelosi in her 80s. Hey, guys, I'm going to run again. And like, if that doesn't paint a picture in your head that these boomers are not going anywhere anytime soon, I don't know what will. We got Mitch McConnell, who's had issues
1: Yeah, he's in his eighties.
0: He's in his eighties. He's had multiple issues. Um and he's talking about running for re election when his term is over. And then we got Mitt Romney who's like, you know what? Let's give the young generation a chance to be leaders. And, you know, Mitt Romney, you know, he had his presidential run and whatever and you know, that was a lot, but Mitt Romney, you know, that's that's very...
1: You know. I mean, he's a and comparatively. Yeah. He's only 76, yeah. just saying. And our two mayoral candidates in Houston are both in their early 70s. And, of course, our national leaders just continue to age in office yeah. and not age out, which is really fascinating. We're
0: talking about Miss Feinstein, the other, the other yeah, podcast. Right. She's 90. Yeah, and she said, I'm
1: done. She did say she is not running for re-election, but she will not resign her sentence, yeah. even though she's sick most of the time. But, um, you know. I'm just saying the Rolling Stones just released a new album. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and they're that Mick, Mick Jagger and, Mick, and um, Mitch McConnell are the same yeah. age. <laughs> so the, the boomers just don't seem to be going anywhere. But you all, you all have the opportunity to express your voice. And uh, I've been looking at city turnout and it, it is the saddest thing. It's looking I,
0: abysmal. I, it, it's always looking bad.
1: It's always bad. And I think this year, Christian, that it may be even worse because the presidential election and national politics and scandal and court cases, they seem to be dominating the conversation when really you know Houston streets are cracking and our water pipes are bursting cuz we've had a drought for the last 6 weeks and you know it sprinkled here today yeah. but it didn't do anything to help my plants yeah. or my yard it was going to be a great rain today and i th- yeah. i think i got a sprinkle and and so city infrastructure is buckling under the heat that we've been in and I just don't understand why people won't pay attention to this election. So we're here bugging you all and bugging you all to please pay attention to the city council races. And if
0: you're not paying attention to the city council races, please pay attention to your utility bills at the end of the month. Because (laughs) trust me, I know they're high. We're all suffering over here. And so, you know, everyone only comes out for the four year you know, presidential races, you know, no one's ever voting for the primaries or, you know, a general election. And it's kind of sad to see the turnout, especially with the young crowd. I get, you know, we're always in school, we're always working or doing both. But, you know, even the young crowd, we got to show up and and make a difference. And we even got to go out there and put ourselves up for, you know, running these political positions, because sometimes they these a lot of these candidates run unopposed and you see it all the time with these um, city council positions. They have no opposition. So it's like, why don't we run? So we get a chance to have our younger voices heard and let some of our, um, our opinions make influences in our younger people's lives as well.
1: Well, I'm going to say from 18 upward, you need to care about who is mayor of Houston. If you ever have an interaction with HPD. Oh, yes. If it's not just about your water and your... Uh, if you get attacked with a smash and grab in a parking lot, all you're going to get these days is a case number. Yep. Because there's not enough police to go out and respond to every one of these. Uh, you know, whether it's HPD whether it's your water bill, whether it's getting your garbage picked up. If you're a renter and you don't care about any of those things, affordable housing is a huge yeah. issue that is pretty much run by the city. Oh, affordable
0: so. ho- That's interesting you bring up, Nancy, about the affordable housing. You know, a lot of boomers don't appreciate affordable housing getting built in their neighborhoods because it reduces the property value. Nancy, why don't you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Well, Ooh it doesn't really reduce the property value but people perceive perceive that it reduces the property value so when we say affordable housing it has like
0: this negative connotation you're like oh affordable housing poor people higher crimes but you know that's not none of that is
1: true in the modern way that affordable housing is built and propagated so you know these days we have what are called um mixed use affordable housing so there's market rate for a certain number of units, and then there's the subsidized rate for a certain number of units. So I, you and I could be renting next door to each other. I could be paying full rent, and you could have a voucher
0: Yeah.
1: And from the government for affordable housing. But people still go into what what we call NIMBY, yeah. not in my backyard. Don't you build that yeah. in my backyard now. I don't want
0: to see that eyesore. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, you know, there you have it. And uh, actually, I see a lot of the affordable housing projects around town. And honestly, they're nicer than some of the privately built uh, uh, apartments now because of the mixed use purpose. So, you know, again, this is an area if if you're young and you're hoping to build towards uh, homeownership, you have to have a good record as a renter. Right, You said
0: home ownership as a young person? <laughs> you're, you're talking about unrealistic things right now, Nancy.
1: Exactly. So again, this is why you should care who is your mayor, who are your city council members, who are going to advocate for everything that you care about. Uh, and that election... Early voting starts on October 17th. As we're recording today, it's September 14th. So actually, we're getting down to just a month away. (laughs) And so, and by the way, if you're not registered to vote, you have until October 7th or 8th, I think, to get registered. So when we first started this podcast, Christian, our whole goal is to encourage people to get out and cast a ballot and to get engaged in your political environment.
0: And if you're not, like I said, if you're not just voting for, you know, because your your Auntie Sheila on Facebook said, you know, she don't like the Democrats or the Republicans, you know, just vote because you want safer streets to walk on. You know, you want to walk your dog in an actual lit sidewalk. You don't want to trip and fall in these you know these sewers and stuff you know it's a lot of other things you want to have a bike trail to ride on um we're talking about the affordable housings it's quite interesting a lot of people i know in my neighborhood were very you know vocal about the affordable housing getting built but when they got built it seemed like a lot of things improved the streets improved we actually had sidewalks getting built better lighting bike lanes i've seen More people riding bikes and better lighting after the affordable housing got built. And I was hearing all these negative things from my neighbors. And it's just interesting to see, Nancy. So it's like, you know, not everything is negative. You know, you could see, you know, growth as a positive thing that can, you know, improve your community and your neighborhood. And it's just... You got to get out and vote and make a difference and make these changes to better yourself and your community.
1: Are you going to let it happen to you? Are you going to own the future and be in charge yourself? So from Christian and I for this episode, as we approach closer to November and a month to Election Day, start of early voting, we are here to say make sure you're registered double check your registration if you're not registered get that way and plan to vote make a plan are you going to early vote on what day what time and if you're not going to early vote what if it pours rain on election day do you have a plan to cast your ballot and by the way houstonlanding.org a new um newspaper nonprofit. it's online though it's it's more like the texas tribune they have an incredible mayorals guide mayoral guide they've put forward so i want to recommend you visit houstonlanding.org they i don't know how well read they are yet but uh their mayoral guide is good and they're doing a lot of election coverage and the chronicle will have theirs up shortly so and then the league of women limit league of women voters guide will be out here in another couple of weeks so there's plenty of sources to go find information. We are here to beg with all of our heart that you not default on democracy and cast your ballot. Please
0: vote, 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 vote. Take your friends to vote, take your loved one to vote, take your granny to vote, take your dog to vote. They can vote. Please go out and vote. And like Nancy said, you know, they have all these websites. The candidates themselves have their websites, so you can go see them. They have, like, their schedules whenever they have in-person meetings, so you can actually go meet these people and see if this is the right candidate for me. So just take the time out of your day to actually research these candidates. Don't just vote because they're Democrat or they're Republican or they're Libertarian or whatever. Vote because they're the best choice for you and your family.
1: Yeah, city elections are technically nonpartisan, and there's no partisan label on the ballot. So this is a great time to learn about the people and prepare to cast your ballots. This is Nancy Sims and... Chris and Jameer, And we are signing off. Thank you.